now people have actual control of their credit and trade profile, which they never really had. And it really shows you how the markets change so dramatically. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Brady Burkett. And today, we're joined by Scott Satov, CEO and founder of Loans Canada. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, really excited to have you on today. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with Loans Canada, they're the leading uh, loan comparison site in Canada. So Scott, I'll let you introduce yourself, the company, and, and maybe can you give us a backstory about um, how you built the company? For sure. I definitely appreciate being on this podcast. I'm a little bit new to this, so uh, this is great stuff. I'm, I'm a finance guy. I started, um, I'm a chartered accountant by trade. So way back when, um, I took some accounting courses and following accounting, I, um, I ended up being the CFO and founder of a company called VersaPay back in 2006. A couple guys started it up and they said, uh, we have this new thing in Canada. We're going to choose financial services to all the merchants, payment processing. It's not being done like it's being done in the U.S., are you interested in being the CFO? I like the guys. It was headquartered out of Vancouver. I've always wanted to be on the financial fintech side, but it was new back then. So we launched VersaPay in 2006, and we really got a lot of traction signing up merchants for classical payment processing. I guess it was new to Canada, uh, dominated by the big banks, and they didn't really do it well. And Moneris, of course, which is a joint venture between I think Bank of Montreal and RBC or anyway, the point is that the banks were in and they didn't do a great job. So we came in there, we started doing outbound calls, selling payment processing to merchants of all sorts online. It really took off. 2010, the company went public and the founders, primarily most of them exited the company at that point, as did I. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was still sort of had that bug for financial technology. And I was working in a medical software company as CFO and my neighbor was doing SEO services, search engine optimization. He had this, this website called Mortgages Canada. And he said, you know, it's getting a lot of visitors, like maybe 8,000 visitors a month and getting some traction. People are applying for mortgages do you want to buy it? So I thought about it and I actually made the acquisition. He might've actually sold me as a good salesman. And I hired a team around him around this acquisition to, and the model was sort of like lending tree or rate hub today. People would go online, look for mortgages. We would gain the application, send them to banks. So we did that for two years between 2010 and 2012. And I consider that like the minor leagues because it was all new to us, you know, search engine and, you know, selling financial service online and blogging, etc. By 2012, we decided that, you know what, it's not working. We're going to change verticals into personal loans. And when we changed gears and went into personal loans, we were like the first real brand in Canada offering personal loans. 
And instantly, my partner and I, Chris, knew we had something because it was amazing applications flying in. There was real uptake coming in off the internet, and we couldn't believe the demand for personal loans. At that point, with all these applications, I actually was issuing loans myself to the public. So it was, it was craziness because, you know, everybody needed money. We were one of the only ones doing it. We were learning. There was new tools. There was new ways to analyze the client's credit scores, et cetera. We did that between 2012 and 2016. By 2016, we had so much volume and we were dealing with so many other partners that we said, you know what? It's a bit of a conflict of interest to be issuing loans and referring them to other financial institutions. We also were lucky enough to bring on Capital One, our real first bank partner at that point, and we said, you know what, we're gonna wind down the lending portfolio and focus on marketing and providing the best user experience and information available to Canadians out there. So, from 2016, we just pressed down on the gas and started offering more comparison information about loans, more credit history, more content, more um, interactive content, and a lot of uh, database information for our, for our clients. And we grew. We, considered, we continued to grow. So... By 2019, we started off, our platform was so big with all the lenders we were dealing with, we decided to offer this platform to other publishers. And 2020, I mean, we just, we positioned ourselves more in the comparison. We launched uh, our lender spotlight, which is new, highlighting other lenders in the, in the market. And I think that's pretty much where we are today. We're, we're, we're the leader in Canada. and we, we pride ourselves on the best financial information out there to Canadians. That's a, it's a cool story, Scott. And, and I want to come back to that point you mentioned, you know, licensing out the capabilities to some other affiliate partners, but, but an interesting journey from mortgages to personal loans, obviously starting off uh, lending your own um, money in the beginning. And I'm curious for folks listening to the show that aren't familiar with the personal loan uh, business, you know, at least from, from my point of view, um, I have a credit card. I can use a credit card to buy things. But what's a use case for a personal loan that, that you guys see coming through on your platform? Sure. I mean, there's been an incredible, it's been an explosion of personal loans onto the market. It started like when I said, when I came in there in 2012. So prior to 2012, there was only payday loans. And those were terrible things. Those were loans up to 1500 at interest rates of up to 500%. They weren't really user-friendly how they were, the structure of them. And the government realized that it was a license to abuse some of the subprime people. So also there was a technology revolution where the, the, there, was, there was now tools available for lenders to really analyze a person and his credit situation. So with that, out came the personal loan a very flexible option rather than a car loan. And it could be used for anything. I mean, the, the, I guess the main point of it is that people are used to spending more than ever and they really need that extra potential credit option for them. So whether it's, you know, going on vacation, emergency, lose your job, fix your house, car breaks down, you know, you're already, you've already spent your pay for the month. It's an extra need that these people just, that are, are, 
desiring in Canada and, and, and people are willing to fill that desire. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense filling that need in the market. Um, you know, at least thinking about some of the other types of lending products that are coming up pretty recently, you know, buy now, pay later, for example, those are all focused at the point of sale, but people have expenses that aren't uh, associated with buying something new, right? Whether it's getting a car repair or, or, or you know, going on vacation, um, things along those lines. So it's a, an interesting business for sure from, from that perspective. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about the data and the metrics that, that you guys are using on the back end, at least um, back in the days when you were risk rating your own customers and, and providing the loans? Uh, maybe w- what what types of data have emerged recently to enable the personal loan business to grow, um, and, and how you guys um, you know do things maybe in a unique way at, at Loans Canada? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's been a you know a real a real explosion of tools available. I mean, companies like Flinks, as an example, are able to pull your bank data, so the customer can sign in with. The lender and the lender is asking the, the client to agree that their bank data is being shared with them, and they do. And instantly, the lender has full access to your bank account, and he's able to see what other loans you have, your spending habits, how much is in your accounts. And you couple that with the verification of the credit scoring now, which years ago was only available to banks, but now smaller, more nimble financial technology companies are able to get their hands on that data, which provides more information about the consumer. And you could confirm his identity, match the client, instantly approve that guy or girl, adjudicate him instantly and quickly using the super tools that you have and allowing the lender to give intelligent credit decisions in a moment's notice. So all those tools have just really come out on, on the horizon. And you couple that with, you know, free credit scores to everyone, and that's new. So now people have actual control of their credit and trade profile, which they never really had. And it really shows you how the market's changed so dramatically. Kind of fits in with the trend of you know, democratization of, of finance, letting people own their own, their own finances and, and have better insight. and and better control over the, the spending they're doing and, and be able to know where they stand. It's an interesting transition too, where Loans Canada was in the space of providing loans, where now you're syndicating them out to, to banking partners. So can you talk a little bit about that, you know, the strategy behind that decision and how you guys are, are putting the consumer first in this new model? Sure. I mean, it's really important to know that the, the reason we have we're, that we're in this position and able to offer the consumer the best product is because we, we've been there for 10 years and we've seen, the, we've seen the patterns and we've been a lender. And, you know, being a lender, you're going to have defaults. I don't think that's in anyone's best interest. You know, it's not in the best interest of the client's who's defaulting because he's going into a credit program. It's not in the best interest of the lender. You're in the middle of it all. So really, I guess the thing is, is you want to provide the best information, the best tool set that the consumer could use that to make intelligent decisions. And you're hoping that he or she will. 
And then the people that really need a loan and really can pay back a loan are getting those loans. And the people that can pay back the loans that are in a credit situation have another product that might be better for them. And that's some of the things that we do is that, you know, our algorithm determines the best product set for the consumer. So you might come in wanting a personal loan, but if you have a lot too much debt and maybe the best thing for you is to speak to one of our credit specialist partners, we'll connect you with them. So really understanding the consumer and directing them down the right avenue is, is the short and narrow of it. Got it. Um, and I'm sure the consumers are benefiting a lot from that and, and the content you guys are, are pushing out. So on that no, I know you guys have this expertise in, in helping consumers find the credit that's best for them. You're also working with other marketing affiliates to, to push out your products. I'm curious um, how you see that fitting together. Uh, are these affiliates doing something different or, or you know, how, how does that relationship work? No, sure. Well, we deal with affiliates because, you know, we realize that it's hard to come into the market, get traffic and manage the, the, the partnerships in an effective way. If you don't have volume and if you're just sending a couple leads and you don't have the full array of products, it's hard for a publisher to make it in the market. So what we've done was we've offered a, a publisher the ability or even a decline situation, let's say a mortgage broker who's saying someone comes to him, says, I need a mortgage, but I also need a personal loan. Now the personal loan option can come directly to our platform because we're specialists in that scenario and we have the right product for them. And that might be, you know, a secured credit card all the way down to something like that or a secured loan, depending on the client situation. So we offer the affiliate the ability, our business in a box, instantaneous access to the full array of products with unbelievable reporting with the best affiliate program in the business. And it allows the affiliate to focus really on what they're good at, which is publishing and, and bringing clients into their website. And, and I think this is an interesting trend in general, not just for fintech, not just for financial services, but for really all businesses that are built on the internet is that audiences are drawn to content. And whether that's you or your affiliate, that content's useful to them. And then you guys are able to Put a, put a product at the end of that content um, that, that will enable that customer to, to get what they're seeking, uh, some form of credit. You really hit it on the head there. It's, you know, and, it's, and, it, and, and it sounds so simple, but the content funnel that you're going down, it's all about content, really rich content. Something we're doing now is surveys, which I, I was thinking about before. I couldn't get it out. Um, the surveying, getting feedback from your clients and trying to really understand what they're going through and understanding their needs so that once you understand your clients, you really can offer them the best product set. And it's, and it's a, a great opportunity too, because you can be customer-centric, you know, client-centric, provide value to them rather than you know, have a product that you need to fit in somewhere and, and uh, do, do some outbound campaigns to people who might not really need a personal loan. I agree with you. That's well said. So we kind of got an overview of, of Loans Canada, how you built the business. Can you touch on COVID? We're sitting here now in the middle of July. Um, I'm sure it's impacted the business. What, what have you seen? Yeah. So, you know, we did a lot of surveys. We did a COVID survey way back in March 
Um, and recently we did a joint article with Bloomberg about the subject. But here's how our take on it. And you got to understand, we are, generally our clients are in the subprime. The, the, the demand for loans really fell off, as did lenders' appetite for them all at the same time. Back in March, people real like they were losing their jobs, they were getting laid off, they were going for government assistance rather than lenders for all their for their for their funds. And the governments, as you know, came in with these programs. And so people's demand for credit was considerably down. Lenders reduced their lending appetite as well, thinking that you know they're gonna have trouble with their existing portfolio. But in the end, the lenders didn't have the defaults that they were anticipating. Defaults were better than expected, so they were happy. But people's demand for credit still hasn't returned to where it was. It's still off. But we are seeing you know, a tick every couple weeks of people, more requests for loans, et cetera. And we also see lenders more and more coming back into the market. So there's a very gradual return to normalcy that we're seeing in the Canadian subprime market. Yeah, and, and I'm curious from your chair how things look. Will they return to normal completely? Do you think the, the extended government assistance will play a role? How, how do you see the market sort of reshaping over the next few months or a few years? Yeah, you know what? I do see the market coming back to normal, but I think it's going to take very, very long. I think people more, I think this has changed consumers forever. I think they're going to be looking for more government assistance. And I think it's also changed people's spending habits. And once you stop spending, I, you know, the, the, the need for credit goes down. So I think it's a long, long, long cycle to come back to where it was because people just won't be spending like they were before. That's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I know just from, from personal experience and, you know, it, it's hard to spend as much when restaurants are closed and um, not going out shopping and things like that. What, what is Loans Canada doing in response to that? Are you adapting in some way to, to a new normal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we definitely are adapting. I mean, on, on the business side, I used to have six employees in my office and now I see nobody. So that's a little different. We're adapting how we do business. We're adapting and understanding their needs, which is a good indication of what the general population is going through. But, you know, we, we're doing more and more stuff for the community. You know, we launched the Loans Canada Scholarship Program, which we're very excited about. We've done a lot more work, surveys for COVID, a lot more surveys in general to get some feedback from, from the general population that we could understand their needs and then generate new opportunities for them so they'll prosper in the future. And I, I know it might be hard to, to look into the future. Maybe COVID has uh, fogged up the glass a bit, but um, sort of looking at, at the trends we touched on earlier, you know, more data available to lenders to offer better products, uh, more consumer centric services. How do you see the personal loan market shaping up for the future? Or is the future personal loans? Is the future some other type of credit product? Where do you see that going and, and you know, how, how are you positioning Loans Canada to be there? Sure. So, you know, I see more a lot of a blending among the different financial products people have. So, you know, maybe 
first banks, which didn't get into the personal loans, are going to find a way to put pull those pull the products together and put under some sort of credit blanket. But I definitely see the need for personal loans going forward. It's been around for a long time, and I see that people are the lenders are going to get smarter at issuing them, and I think the consumers are are also going to get smarter realizing that you know they should only be using these credit opportunities when the timing is good for them and they're in a position to, put, to, to pay them back. So I definitely see a continued growth on both sides um, with a bigger participation from the big banks who are sitting on the top of all of this. Yeah, and, and all the things we've touched on today, I think, shape up for an increasingly better world for your customers and your consumers, right? The, the data is available. So the lenders can be smarter about what, what type of credit to offer. The consumers have access to their data. They have access to the content that you and your partners are publishing. Um, and, and you also mentioned it, that COVID might have impacted um, and changed some bad habits that folks were, were getting into. So it, it'll be an interesting world for sure uh, over the next few years to see how things change. No doubt. Well, Scott, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for sharing more about Loans Canada. How can folks get in touch with you, find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, definitely reach out to me through our site, you know, the info at loanscanada.ca or fill out a reach us at our website, loanscanada.ca. Um, I, I'm really happy to be here and promote our site. We really do have the number one loan comparison site in Canada. We continuously try to update it make it better that the consumer can get the right financial products at the right time. Excellent. Thanks for joining, Scott. Thanks. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.